Hello, and welcome to Dungeon Talk, the general advice and discussion podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is Dungeon Talk, episode number 44, Realm Works. In this episode, Caleb and I had the pleasure of sitting down over Google Hangouts with Liz Tice, the Community Development Manager for Lone Wolf Development. It's a company that you probably know best for their program called Hero Lab, which is a PC and NPC builder that has uh, multiple licenses available for different gaming systems. They also have a program called Army Builder, which uh, unfortunately I'm not familiar with because I don't play that particular type of game. But their newest program called Realm Works is built as a comprehensive campaign management tool. And it is in the same vein as some others that you may be familiar with, uh, Obsidian Portal, Tavern Keeper, and such. Uh, but this one does some things that those don't do, where they do them in different ways. Liz was able to get Caleb and I uh, review copies to take a look at before the podcast, but unfortunately it is not available on Mac, and I'm kind of a Mac person at this point, so I was not able to play around with the system myself. Caleb did, and spoiler alert, he really, really liked it. So we spent some time talking to, to Liz up front just about her kind of history with gaming, getting to know her a little bit, and then we spend the majority of the meat of the episode talking about Realmworks and all the cool, cool, cool things that it can do. Um, so I really hope you guys will take a moment to check that out. I will put links in the show notes to it. There are some YouTube videos available, like tutorials with people showing you exactly how they use it and how it works. And, uh, it is a very cool system. And if it was available for me, I probably would get it. There are plans in the future to make it a web application. That way, uh, you don't have to worry about operating systems. And, uh, if, and when that comes available, there's a very good chance that I will check it out. Uh, no new reviews on iTunes this week, but we do have a new review on Stitcher. So a big thank you to um, Ed4026, also known as James. I know that because he told me on Twitter he was writing us a review. So thank you so much, uh, James. But what James wrote was, from their GM talk to their gameplay episodes, these guys are worth the listen. I'm really happy that you think so, and I hope that other people will feel the same. But uh, again, thank you, James, for the review. And uh, now on to the show. So here is Dungeon Talk episode number 44, Realmworks. Cool. All right, guys. So we are here doing a pretty cool interview tonight. Uh, we've got a guest with us. Um, I will go ahead and let her jump in here for a second. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and give us uh, a quick little rundown of who you are and what you do. Yeah, um, my name is Liz Tice. I'm the community, community development manager for Lone Wolf Development. Apparently I stumble over my own title. Um, <laughs> and what that means is uh, I am the person behind the social media, so the Facebook page, the Twitter account, um, Google+. That is, that is me. I also uh, oversee our forums. A lot of our users are very heavily involved on our, our Wolf Lair forums, so if you've been on there, I'm keeping an eye on everything to make sure everything remains smooth and people are getting their answers, and I also handle all of the marketing and go on wonderful things like your podcast, yay! And, yay! and also talk to um, bloggers, so it's a really fun, fun 
job, I get to keep an eye on the hot topics and what's being discussed in the community and keep apprised of all the news. Cool, cool. Now this is Lone Wolf Development, yep. uh, which I think most people will know as uh, the people behind Hero Lab. I think that's probably one of your best known properties, right? Yeah, Hero Lab and Army Builder. It's sort of um, there's some overlap between the two different uh, hobbies, but um, those are our two big products that most people know us for, and hopefully people will uh, begin to know us as the makers of Romeworks as well. Cool, very good. Um, uh, I do want to jump in there for a second and let you know I am a big fan of Hero Lab. I, I have multiple licenses, and as <laughs> soon as you get 13th Age, you will have more of my money. So hopefully someone's working on that. <laughs> I uh, That's funny. Um, I, I know that a lot of people um, have uh, asked me what my favorite game system and is, and my favorite game system recently has been 13th Age. So It's a good one. Uh, are on the same page with that one. I can't, we can't speak to whether or not anything's in development, but uh, go over to the folks uh, that do 13th Age and tell them you want it. Will do. Um, now to backtrack for a second here, you mentioned uh, some of the social media that you guys are on. Um, mm -hmm. You want to pimp out the uh, the Twitter handle or anything right there real fast? Yeah, um, our, our Twitter, ha Twitter handle is at LoneWolfDevel. So uh, Lone Wolf Development, but development is short, shortened off there a little bit. Um, and then we have Facebook pages for Hero Lab, um, Army Builder, and Realmworks. So we have separate separate pages for our products. So go ahead and like the product that you use, and you can keep up with all the latest news. And then we also have a Google Plus page um, for our company, Lone Wolf Development. So one thing I, I do like to ask, we, we haven't done a whole lot of these interviews, mm -hmm. um, but I always like to ask where the name comes from. Like, is there a story behind Lone Wolf Development or, like... Oh, man. That is a great question and one I actually don't know the answer to. I'm going to have to ask Rob. Um, Rob is, is our company owner. He is the founder um, back almost 20 years ago. Our, our anniversary is coming up um, in September. And he... he created Army Builder uh, because he realized he, he wanted something like it and no one else was coming up with something and that was the first product so many ages ago. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure there's a wonderful story and now I wish that I could tell it. So, is if I find it out, what? Is he a bit of a lone wolf, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, I mean, he he's a great, great innovator, and when he realizes there's not something available that he wants, he'll he'll make it, and that's kind of the 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 uh, inspiration behind all of our products. He saw a gap in in the um, market and said, "Well, people aren't giving me what I want. Darn it, I'll make it." So I guess you could sort of uh, make a correlation, but that's just conjecture on my my part. Um, I'll find out, and if I can get a story, I'll get you one. Okay, we'll we'll go with that as the official story until we hear otherwise. Sounds good. And, and I, and I, go ahead, Caleb. I've already taken over again. Sorry. I'm I'm used to it. <laughs> I I uh I muscled my way into this enterprise, so you can uh, you can take it back over. <laughs> um, now, Liz, you talked very briefly about Thirteenth Age being your current favorite game. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it is a fair assumption to make that you do have a gamer background that you bring to the Lone Wolf team, yes? Yes, that is very true. Um, I, I grew up a gamer. My my dad um, was my first GM 
And my mom has also run a few games for me as well. So I have wonderful memories of growing up playing Dungeons and Dragons. I um, started off with uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons and then uh, went on from there. Um, I also got into Magic the Gathering with my dad as well. So um, I have a, a bunch of decks behind me um, <laughs> that I haven't actually played with in a while. Um, but uh, I, I definitely have a, a gaming background. Uh, my family and I play Pathfinder mostly now, and um, I, I have a, a pretty regular Pathfinder group that I play re remotely with now that I'm out in California. Um, so that's, that's sort of my usual gaming is the, the, the Pathfinder realm of things, but um, I recently got into 13th Age and ran a, a game w with my family um, using Realmworks, and I had a blast. Very good. Um, is everyone there on the Lone Wolf team uh, a pretty strong regular gamer? Oh yeah, um, definitely. And I mean, I th I think that's that's really helpful for us because it's not like you know we're just developers or you know just a marketing type because we know what's happening in the industry and we actually want to know what's happening. So we're we're we go to conventions in the area. Um, a lot of a, a lot of us live in the San Jose area, so we go to a lot of those um, cons, uh, not just to support them as a, a part of Lone Wolf, but to actually go as attendees and and be involved in the hobby. Um, I recently was up at Endgame, um, which is doing a Kickstarter actually, and up in Oakland, and it was just incredible being able to go in and pick up some books that I've been trying to find and, and talk to some gamers. So yeah, we're, we're all um, pretty heavily involved in gaming. Actually, all of the development team for Realmworks are not just players, but also game masters. So they were able to bring that angle into building Realmworks. So, you know, I want to jump in quickly about cons. Are you guys going to be at Gen Con this year? Will you have a booth or oh, a yeah. presence? Oh yeah, um, that's actually uh, another thing that I do um, is I, I am the queen of all logistics around Gen Con. Um, so I have my my long list of items that I have to do um, prior to to going, and uh, we're actually going to be putting out a call for volunteers in our um, April newsletter. So uh, if anyone is interested in volunteering for us, um, keep an eye out for our our April newsletter, which should be going out next Wednesday. So how will how do people get signed up so they, they get that newsletter? Um, so you can actually go to our website wolflare.com and um, there's a newsletter section and there's a sign up form where you can sign up for the newsletter. We also post our newsletters after they go out. So if you forget to sign up, you can go find um, our our archived newsletters on our website um, and get the information there. There's going to be an email address that you'll just say, hey, I'm interested, um, and let us know. And it's pretty cool because you get an exhibitor badge, which means that you get to get into the exhibit hall before all of the rest of everyone else. And nice. that will allow you to go and, you know, grab grab the, the hot items before the line starts. So got some nice perks. Oh, fantastic. That's good stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool. I know, uh, Michael, you're going to do Gen Con this year again, right? Yes, sir. Cool. I unfortunately will not, unless something drastic happens uh, between now and then. Uh, but you never know. Um, I will definitely be at Origins, though, this year. Oh, very fun. Because um, it's a lot closer to me. But <laughs> Yeah, actually, I grew up in the Midwest, so um, Gen Con was actually my local con. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really nice. Uh, so it is very evident that you uh, and everyone there at the, uh, at the team has a big passion for gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you already said that you guys, um, well, you specifically anyway, would uh, ha- have a nice background other than straight pencil and paper role-playing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, th- this is kind of a bit of an off-the-wall question, but we bring it up on our show to an extent. Um, so when it comes to uh, role-playing, no matter what system you're in, um, where do you kind of find your strengths? Is it more storytelling, role-playing? Do you like the tactical side of things, the mechanical side of things? And What do you bring to the table specifically? Yeah, um, I think I'm more of a storyteller. Um, I, I have a background in, in acting and improvisation. So that that comes very naturally to me, and I prefer when my groups lean more towards that. Um, I am not the person that will sit there trying to, you know, find the most effective build for, for my character. And, you know, I, I have friends that are like that, and go for it. But if someone wants me to do that, I will not want to fit within that mold. Um, so I prefer to, to focus on um, telling the story uh, with the other players and the GM uh, and really getting into my character if I can. That sounds like you are a fate person, yes? <laughs> I've never actually played fate. Um, I've never been able to find a group that... Um, well, I know. I know. And um, I probably it. have pe- people like shaking their heads in despair. But I, I, if I can find a group that will play fate with me in the San Jose area, seriously, call me. I will right. play. We're gonna we're gonna stop the interview. Mike and I are gonna run a fate game right now. Yeah. Uh, let's, call, let's call Matt and Scott, and uh, and we're gonna do this. Yeah. I would totally do it. I mean, we support fate in Hero Lab now, so I'd be able to, you know, create my character. And I have the books. I I really want to play. <laughs> I just need to find a group. So. Um, yeah, seriously, I'm not joking. If you have a game in the San Jose area, contact well, these two and they'll connect you. <laughs> there you go, people. Not only are we interviewing Liz from Lone Wolf Development, we are doing a personal shout-out. She is begging for a fake game to be run. Contact below. <laughs> that may be a new avenue for us is bringing gamers together. Uh, hey, Gamer-seeking gamer, gamer type thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now we got to be careful of that because uh, Mike and I will just talk about fate all night long. Yeah. So let's get back to Realm Works specifically. Um, we've we've touched on it briefly, um, but why don't you give us the expert definition of what Realm Works is, Liz? Okay, so um, Realm Works is a campaign man- management tool for role playing games, and when I say role playing games, I mean every role-playing game you can imagine. So um, people that are used to Hero Lab know that there are specific game systems that are supported within Hero Lab. Realmworks is game system neutral. So you don't have to worry about um, it only supports Pathfinder or only supports um, Shadowrun. It supports any game, even one you've made up. So don't have to worry about that. And what's great about Realmworks is it allows you to build your content like you might see in other campaign management tools, 
but it allows you to build content in a new way. So you can add images, sounds, videos, any sort of content that is relevant, re relevant to your game and link it all together. And one of my favorite parts of the tools is that you can also take that content and reveal it to your players as they travel through the story. So we are really trying to bring a visual aspect to the game to help immerse your players in the game and, and not just be talked at or, um, you know, told things. They can see um, what's occurring in the game. Uh, and we have some exciting features like relationship trees, um, storyboards or, or plot diagrams, um, and also um, something that's really helpful for, for GMs is something called the reveal history. So you can actually see all of the pieces of information that um, the players have learned throughout your various games to know what they know and what they don't know. And any GM that has run a game can understand that that's very valuable because especially as you start doing many, many sessions or if you have sessions that are multiple months apart, which, let's face it, happens sometimes, it's hard to remember what exactly your players know. So there's a lot of great um, tools within this one piece of software which I think has been lacking in the industry and um, we're really excited to, to bring it to the gaming community. So that's kind of the, the overall, um, you know, 100-foot uh, uh, spiel for, for what Realmworks is. So in, in that regard, Liz, are you envisioning that at the table that there will be, like, multiple laptops or, like, a projector-type situation so that it'll be sort of a visual presentation at the game, or is this more between sessions as players can review things or DMs can send out information or both? It's both, actually. So um, you have multiple options for how exactly you're sharing that information with your players. So um, the one that's available to um, Realmworks users now is something called the player view. So you have all of your information within Realmworks, and you can reveal um, tidbits, uh, or, or we call them snippets um, to your players um, piece by piece and or image by image um, and show it up on what we call the player view window. And the player view window can be shown on your laptop as the GM or through an external monitor. So what I like to do is connect my laptop to a big flat screen TV and um, put that flat screen TV in view of the players and that way um, as they learn something or as they meet someone um, I can put the the information or the image I'm a visual person so I do mostly images and I put that up onto the player view window so that they have it with them as we're um, telling the story. Uh, in the future, actually, um, hopefully uh, next month, we're going to have a player edition of Realmworks that um, players can purchase, which will allow them to see information that GMs have reviewed in between game ses sessions. So they'll actually be, it'll look just like the GM edition of Realmworks, except it'll just be revealed information and they won't be able to create, um, create content. So that's sort of the differing uh, 
uh, aspects between the GM edition and the player edition. The player edition is also going to be significantly less in cost um, because we know that uh, if there's a high price, you're gonna you're not gonna be able to convince your players to buy it. Um, and then even further down the road, there's going to be what we call the web-based player access, which is basically going to be a web page that your players can go to and view the revealed information, um, and that's going to be free. So it's it's both. Uh, both at the table and um, in between sessions. So I do want to jump in there one more time, Caleb. Um, so in that regard where you have the players having access to the information that the GM revealed, how does that work if you're playing, let's say, in three games, three different GMs, how do you connect to different, like, you know, if I want to look at what you revealed one day, but I want to look at what Caleb revealed the next day, is it just like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of how that would work. Yeah, so we separate um, games uh, into, or campaigns into realms. So just like a GM, a player would go in and select the the realm um, that their GM is using for the game. And so if um, if I have my game in a realm called um, uh, the Dragon's Castle or something like that, my player would go in and select the Dragon's Castle and then be able to see all of the revealed information associated with that game. So if you, would you then as a player be able to look at any content that's on there or is there some sort of like, not like a license, but a way to connect me to your game so I can't just go look at anybody's game or, or can I? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's going to be a way for you to indicate um Basically, every every copy of Realmworks um, for both GMs and players have an account associated with it. So you can say, I only want or my players are these accounts, and so that way, if um, I uh, am going in with my account, I know that um, I can only see the the information that was revealed to me. Does that make sense? So because it's account uh, tied to accounts, and you can reveal. Um, information to specific accounts. It's it's ensuring that you can't just see everyone, every GM's uh, uh, information. And what we are working on right now is also being able to reveal to specific players. So there's some information that the whole group knows, and then some information that maybe one player knows. You can't do it right now, but um, we have the the foundation in place to be able to do individual player reveal. So the GM would control that through the account setup, they would say, these are my five players. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody moves away and they bring in a new player, then they could add them in as long as that player has already got paid for their player version of the account or the software. Right. Um, that's that's the, the idea behind it. Um, the actual technical <laughs> side of things of how that all works is that's not my forte. Um, <laughs> but uh, in concept, that's how it's all going to work. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So for a <clears throat> quick summary, mm-hmm. Realmworks uh, is kind of threefold. Um, it gives um, GMs uh, table management mm-hmm. in that they can kind of shell out information to, to players, the maps, as they're going in during the live game session. Yep. Um, it is a um, suite of tools for the GM... Uh, to use to prepare the game, to lay out facts, people, figures, relationships, um, kind of building a giant wiki or a phone book for their world. Right. And then on a a third level, 
it is a way to uh, track the timeline of uh, of the game as it's played in real time and also the progressing timeline of the game world itself. Exactly, and um, actually what that sort of uh, brings up another feature that's it's, um, coming and people users are so excited about this, um, custom calendars. Uh, many, many game worlds have uh, calendars that are not like our standard Gregorian calendar. And so we're actually um, working on implementing um, custom calendars so that you can put in your particular um, game world's uh, uh, timeline so that you'll be able to, um, during a game session, be able to say, so it's, it's this day in in my game world and also be able to track not just how the story is progressing but the actual prog progression of time in your world um, and be able to um, keep track of that just like you would um, uh, here, here in, in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we've really kind of, I, I think you've really outlined this next question already but uh, just for the sake of kind of um, Explaining everything to our listeners, what what really is setting Realmworks apart from simply listing out data on like a wiki page or email or or uh, just Facebooking people back and forth? Yeah, um, actually, there's there's some items uh, that I, I usually like to point out that I didn't have a chance to to highlight yet. So I am more than happy to to go through what what I think sort of sets Realmworks apart. Um, so one of the one of the big differences between um, Realmworks and and a wiki or a wiki type application is that you don't need to be online to create your content to build build your world. Um, you only need the internet to uh, Activate your account, um, which kind of makes sense because you would have had to have the internet to download Realmworks anyway. So one would hope you still have the internet, <laughs> um, and then you need the internet to um, create a, a realm or create a campaign world. Um, so if you're in a situation where you know you're not going to have internet access or you're not going to have stable internet access <laughs> conventions, um, then <laughs> you, you can. Uh, create a couple of realms before you go and then if you get inspiration while you're at the convention you can build out that world, create those stories um, without needing uh, access. So that that was huge for us. We, we wanted to um, fill that need that a lot of convention um, gamers were, were having trouble with. You can't run a game using a wiki application without the internet. So it was really important to the development team that it could work offline. So it does. Um, another uh, another difference is um, linking between articles in a wiki application. Um, we call them topics in Realmworks. So I'm going to say topics from now on. Articles and wikis equal topics in Realmworks. Um, okay, so wiki links between articles, um, you have to create those manually. And that's not only time-consuming, um, but it's also error-prone. Uh, so it's really easy to miss um, a link. You know, if you're talking about your king in your game, you might miss all of the times you want to link back to his topic. Realmworks um, recognizes when you're talking about something else and will prompt you to create that link. 
So if you have a um, King King Ferdinand and you mention him um, in an event that's happening in your game, Realmworks will say, hey, do you want to connect this and link this to King Ferdinand? And you say, yes, Realmworks, I do. And it automatically does that for you. Uh, that is a huge time saver uh, for people. And you know that uh, there's a good chance Realmworks isn't missing anything. Um, so it, it helps avoid any errors. Um, and then uh, finally, um, one thing that sets is, is going to set Realmworks apart and I think is going to be a huge boon um, to, to gamers that maybe don't have time to um, uh, build rich, um, robust worlds is um, the content market, which is going to be coming online uh, later this year. And that's going to uh, make published material available to gamers. Um, we already have uh, agreements set up with multiple publishers. And it's also going to um, make it possible for gamers to share and sell their content with other gamers in the community. And that's something that's really not out there um, in, for, for people using wikis. It's one of the things that I did um, pick up on when I was reading some of the other reviews uh, is that content that will be available for sale either through like a professional publishing house or just, you know, uh, other users. I do think that would be a fantastic um, addition. I, I do wonder about the pricing model. I think it's it's going to be individual. Like if I did my own, I could charge a dollar or I could charge a hundred dollars. It's just if, if, if anyone's willing to pay the price I want, do you guys have any guidelines in place for that or any thoughts on how that should be managed? You know, um, that's something that we, we haven't really announced yet, uh, what our guidelines are. Um, I think we'll probably be sharing that publicly when we get closer to the release, which I'll be upfront is not going to be until the end of this year. Um, so I, unfortunately, I don't have anything to share about that. But there will be, there will be um, of course, guidelines for the publishers. Um, we'll be in talks with them about what's appropriate and what we think will actually work um, for their content, they want their content to sell. We want you all to be able to get the content, so we'll be working with them. And then for for gamers, obviously, um, we'll we'll probably try to give some sort of suggestions about what we think things should be priced at. But you kind of hit the nail on the head. You might try to sell, you know, Bob the Tavern Keeper topic for fifty bucks, but people probably aren't going to buy it. So <laughs> it's also going to come down to common sense. Do you see any sort of um, model where you could almost have like a living campaign that I would create just what would be used for the first session, sell that for a dollar, and then do another session? So it's almost like people are playing in my game that I'm creating rather than I create a whole bunch of content and sell it at one piece? You're going to be able to sell, uh, yeah, you're going to be able to sell uh, content individually. So you can you can sell if you want to just like I said, Bob the Tavern Keeper, or you can sell a whole world. Um, so it's it's going to be, uh, you know, it's not just you have to sp spend time creating a whole big world and then just sell that. You can you can sell it in, in snippets and, and bits and pieces. So then I, I guess the last thing I would say on that is if, if you are someone who's going to use this product anyway and you're making it for your players, there's no reason not to say, hey, anyone else wants to buy it for two bucks or whatever the you know appropriate model would be, and then possibly get some revenue for what you're already going to do anyway for your own campaign. I mean, that's definitely one way to look at it. Um, I, I will say that um, 
to, to t take advantage of the content market and to share your content with other players, um, you are going to need to be uh, utilize our, our cloud service. Um, so you could take a look at it as, hey, will the revenue that I make by trying to sell this campaign that I'm running anyway offset the uh, cost of the cloud service? Yeah. For sure. Um, so that's definitely one way that you can take a look at it. Um, personally, I think the, the benefits that you get out of the, the cloud service through sharing your material with players via the player edition or the web-based player view is going to already uh, <laughs> uh, be beneficial enough for the, uh, the price of the cloud service. But you do got to keep that in the back of your mind. Why don't we kind of break down a little bit here. My day job has kept me from doing too much with the software, but so that our listeners can kind of get a better idea of this, when you when you pull it up, you're looking at things. Realmworks will break down uh, and highlight all the important things in the campaign. You've got headings for people, groups, places, things, events. Um, you've got a world almanac. There's mm -hmm. a timeline tab. Uh, it, it seems like this is structured really, really well. Do we have the ability to kind of control all that? in the settings to, to make it work for whatever works best for our play and game style? Yeah, so um, it's it's possible to, so we, we provide you with a bunch of different types of groups and, and people um, and a, a certain set of tags um, and you can customize to your heart's content within those those various uh, groups. Um, so if you want to create your own custom group because you feel like what we created doesn't doesn't fit for you, go right ahead. Um, if you want to create a, a custom tag, um, go ahead and create a custom tag. Um, now, do keep in mind that um, you want to make sure you don't go too crazy because um, if you if you changed up the the all of the different categories and all of the different um, groups too much, it's going to be hard for you to share it with other people that maybe don't have all of your, or aren't used to all of your different custom uh, custom things. So you do have to keep that in mind if you want to share it down the line. You don't want to throw anyone off too much um, or, or make, it more, make it difficult for it to integrate in with what they already have. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to create um, custom groups, go go right ahead. Um, we we definitely uh, wanted it. We know we know gamers um, tend to be uh, particular about what um, how they organize items, and so it was important to us that we we allow them to be able to do that. Cool, cool. Uh, one of the things that caught my eye as most interesting to me, anyway, was the uh, the storyboard thread that you put in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of how I. Uh, start my own campaigns. The whole I'm thought the bubble, way. the thought bubble development, drawing lines between connections and things. Yep. So Realmworks lets you just kind of type by ideas and grow, uh, grow those connections organically. Um, as I, as the GM, am uh, am creating the game or the content, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's it's. It supports so many different entry points into world building. So, um, you know, my my husband, um, when he he builds um, worlds, he he puts in all of the people and places and and things within his world because he he does the the sort of story outline in his head. I can't do that. I need to be able to see my story as I develop it. So he puts all of the the con like the 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 
content into uh, into the this the story almanac within Realmworks um, right away. Whereas, you know, last night I was actually um, developing a story for a game that I want to run within Hollow Earth, and I went straight to the storyboard and and started uh, sort of mapping out how I thought the, the players may go through the story. And then once I had that, I was able to think about, okay, so who are the... Where are the what are the places that they're going to be going to? All right, so I'm going to start creating those places within Realmworks. What are the people they're going to meet? All right, I'll start building the people um, that they're going to meet within that story. So I, I definitely agree with you that it, it supports that sort of visual approach to gaming, but it also approaches the people that just want to go straight in and start start building away. One thing you mentioned, Liz, is that you you know you have an improv background. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a fairly improv heavy DM myself. And so in that case, would you see Realm Works being more for, okay, I just made up a bunch of stuff that I didn't know I was going to make up. Now I need to go back and make it fit in sort of working backwards rather than pre-planning things in like a story mode? Yeah. So, um, you know, honestly, we have so many shortcuts, <laughs> like uh, keyboard shortcuts, I should say, uh, that it is so incredibly easy to, if you're you're creating up a person on the spot, just um, control Q and type the person's name and then move on. And then you'll be able, uh, that, that creates a topic for that person. Um, you don't have to fill in all the details, but if you're just making them up on the fly, you probably don't have a ton of details to put in there anyway. And then uh, you can go back in and go and, and explain how they fit within the story. So I think it would be pretty easy to actually add those people and places that you're making up on the fly as you go along. Um, also, uh, one thing that is important to keep in mind is even if you are you know, making up the story on the fly, you probably have a good idea of the world that they're in. And so you can at least put that information into Realmworks. And that actually may help you if you're um, running a game on the fly, because you know where they are, you know the the history of, of the town or the world, or potentially some of the movers and shakers in the world. Um, so you have that actually as context, as as background information for you as as you do that improv. Um, I'm a, I'm a big person on context. So like when I when I do improv, you know I have my backstory in the back of the mi- my mind. I might not actually talk about it. I might actually verbalize it, but it helps me um, be able to to come up with those ideas and and uh, uh, tell the story. I'm a, I'm fairly well known as a DM for killing beloved NPCs. <laughs> I am only slightly less well known for forgetting NPC names between sessions. Uh, so I very often will be like, "What's that dude's name?" and we'll just change it and then move on. So having something that that was that quickly for me to be able to to do that would be very helpful for me. Oh yeah, for sure. I was um using the the shortcut for the quick create um so much last night because I was just coming up with ideas and going, "Oh, I want to remember that." And so um you know I quickly created the topic name and then moved on because I didn't want to lose my train of thought that I had with the rest of the content. So it makes it so easy and that. And that way, actually, if you're creating those topics as, as you're um, building your content, um, Realmworks will then make those links for you, um, and, and you'll be able to navigate through, uh, through that just like a, a web page. So it, it works out really well um, as you're building content before a game, but I think it would also work really well if you're, you're going sort of sandbox mode. 
Uh, one last thing I'd, I'd add there, just the way you're describing some of those tools, one of the things that struck me, uh, you're speaking to two people who want to be writers, if you didn't know that. Um, I can see that would be very helpful <laughs> for someone writing like... <laughs> uh, have I not mentioned that before? Yeah, I, I don't think I've mentioned it in a while, Mike, because I, I do want to be a writer one day. Yeah, me as well. So, But I could see that being very helpful for writing like a fantasy novel. It, it's very similar to that process of creating yes. that type of thing, connections, you know, just brainstorming ideas. So, you know, that's not necessarily its purpose, but I could see it working very well for that. Well, and it makes sense because, I mean, when it comes down to it, role-playing is is telling a story, is, is, is basically sharing a story um, with the DM or GM um, and, and the players. So... I, I, you know, I think it would work really well for someone who is maybe, you know, putting together ideas for a novel. Uh, if, if either of you decide to use Realmworks to create that novel that you've always wanted to write, uh, I'd love to know how it goes. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's really a lot of the same content or con concept. It's uh, who are, who are the people, who are the places, who are the, what are the things, what are the events in your world, and how are they all connected? How are they related? Um, and, and what's that story that they're a part of. So it makes perfect sense. So from everything we've been going over here, Realmworks is just a, a really organic way to build the world, explore the bits and pieces as you're creating them, as your players learn about them, develop them. More than anything, it's just a way to collect the the aspects of your world and understand their connection. Definitely. Definitely. I think now, that's a I, great description. I, I don't have a lot of experience with um, with all the other tools that are out there, but I think a lot of our listeners and people in general are going to immediately say, well, you know, we, we can do things like that on Roll20, Obsidian Portal. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, a zillion different websites or forums that have kind of stripped down versions of what you're talking about. Um, but it's very clear that when you guys attacked the Realmworks idea, you said, hey, we want to figure out a way to do this better. We want to figure out a way to do XYZ specifically that no one else has. Yes, uh, and we wanted to keep it all in one tool. Because I, I think a lot of people... Ha might look at Realmworks and say, well, I can do this in this tool and this tool. That's great, but they don't work together. So we wanted to to take all of those ideas that we saw in, in, in um, you know, using a Word document or using a, a relationship tree software tool and take all of those fantastic ideas and put them into one. So that's that's really where where the development team was coming from when, when creating Realmworks. And, and quite frequently, those separate tools are all web-based tools. Yep. Um, and as you pointed out, Realmworks doesn't need the internet once you have it and have registered it. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a completely offline um, function once you've generated what you need to generate. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Um, now, you guys um, six, very successfully funded Realmworks through Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so what made you guys want to hit crowdfunding for this? Yeah, so when the Lone Wolf team, um, when we decided to go for a Kickstarter, it wasn't to 
fund the whole creation of Realmarks. Realmarks has been in development for, I think, three years now. And uh, the Kickstarter was a year ago. So a lot of the foundation for, for Realmarks was already there. It was um, pretty far along in development. And the reason that we decided to go Kickstarter was to, one, um, gauge interest in um, this whole idea of cloud service and the content market and um, sharing information over the cloud. And then, if people were interested, um, using the, the funding we received to hire on new staff in order to, to make that possible and, and implement it faster than we would be able to without the, the funding from a Kickstarter. So that was the reasoning behind um, going crowd uh, crowdfunding um, and obviously if, um, if you follow the Kickstarter or if you go check out our Kickstarter page uh, we we got a lot of support from the community and a lot of people wanted to see not only Realmworks happen but for us to to bring the the features that go along with cloud service so we're really excited that um, we're a month away from the player edition which is our first um, cloud-based uh, feature and then uh, we'll be working towards uh, the web-based player view and the content market. So, so Kickstarter was less of a, here's something we want to do, in more of a, let's figure out the best way to get this product to the people who really want it and kind of customize it to the audience so they would get the most out of it. It, it was a, a way to um, find out if, if people were interested in, in, the, in the cloud service one because we, it's cloud service, if anyone has any development experience or has read about cloud service development, it's complicated. Oh boy, is it complicated. And so if people weren't interested in the features we were talking about, um, the, the player view um, over the internet and, and the content market, all right, well, we won't waste time developing that, and let's work on other features that people are interested in. So it was a lot about, about getting feedback um, and also gauging that support. So um, I, we, we did um, customize some features and change some features um, based on uh, Kickstarter backer feedback, but um, that that wasn't necessarily our our main purpose for it. I would say. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, what was uh, what was the run on Kickstarter like? I mean, I, I you guys trumped your goal by about seventy thousand. Yeah. So uh, that must have been pretty exciting once you first hit the uh, the actual successful aspect of the goal. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Full disclosure, I wasn't actually a part of the team when the um, Kickstarter was going on. I was um, uh, part of the hiring that happened afterwards. Uh, so from from what I've heard, the, the stories, um, there was uh, a lot of excitement. And also, for anyone that's considering running a Kickstarter, um, prepare not to have a life. Um, from what I've heard, it takes a lot of time. It is a... a basically a second job, um, maybe even a second and a third job to run a Kickstarter because one, you need to be um, getting the word out there about your, your Kickstarter and that it's occurring, but a lot of people have questions, especially something as, as um, 
complex and new um, of an undertake, undertaking like Realmworks. So um, the staff that were a part of the team at the time were spending, you know, so much time answering questions on the Kickstarter page and answering questions on our company forums and and um, getting the word out there. So it takes a lot of time, and I think. Um, Really, the the team was just crossing their fingers that um, you know they were putting all this time into it, and they really wanted to make this cloud thing happen, um, and they were just hoping and uh, praying that that we, they would reach the goal, and they did, and then some. Yeah, I was uh, going over the the page, um, looking at all everything that you guys kind of uh, loaded up there through the stretch goals and uh, the big pledges and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Definitely everyone who was behind this at the time invested everything into this. And that, from, from your side of things, from their side of things, it's very clear that uh, that Lone Wolf is putting the, the, their passion for gaming into the product. Yeah, and I, I, it was really great because uh, once we got past our initial funding, we were able to work with so many of our publishing partners out there in the industry to, to make those stretch goals happen. So a lot of the stretch goals, if you um, look at our page, are basically um, publisher content um, that's going to be available uh, through the content market. So we, we partnered with Green Ronin and with um, Cobalt Press and with Pinnacle and some other fantastic um, third-party publishers and, and other publishers out there to to um, get some content out to uh, our Kickstarter backers and then um, future Realmworks users uh, through the content market. In everything we've been going over, it's, I can't think of a game that this would not benefit. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I've used it with Pathfinder, I've used it with 13th Age, I'm building a world in, in um, Hollow Earth Expedition, and that's been going well, so, I mean, I, th I think it'll it'll work with pretty much any game system that you can think of. And I, th I think it would also really fit any kind of play style really well. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, Michael tends to run more story-driven role-playing games. I tend to run more tactical combat focused games but with both of those styles, both extremes of the gaming uh, genre there, you're always going to benefit from being able to share information, being able to look at the maps the way Realmworks lets you, being mm -hmm. able to collect the, uh, the cohesive data of people and places and things and link them all together. Um, For sure. I think that timeline feature you were talking about is really slick. Yeah. You can, you can. It, it kind of lends itself to the recap of the game as you're going from one session to another. For sure. This I'm. Every time I've sat down to prep for this <laughs> meeting here, I've got learned a little bit more about it, and I've always been a little bit more impressed. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I, this is. This is a really cool tool that you guys are putting out here. You, you touched earlier a little bit about future developments for Realmworks itself. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, big picture, what kind of ideas do you guys have? I mean, is Realmworks going to just keep growing and growing? Is it going to maybe blossom into something new? Where do you guys see Lone Wolf going with, with this foundation that you guys have established here? 
Yeah, um, that's a great question. And, you know, I've touched a little bit on some of the the changes we're, we're hoping to make in um, sort of the shorter term, like the player edition, um, the web-based player view, and then the content market. But we also have some other major um, major goals um, and and I want to make it clear that we actually have um, what we call our, our um, the future of Realmworks. Uh, there's a web page on our website under the features section. So if you want to if you want to see what sort of you know on our on our roadmap, you can go there and take a look. Um, but I'll just sort of highlight a few of them. We want to put in the the custom calendars, like I said. A lot of players use journals, and a lot of um, GMs have have journals for their NPCs that you know keeping track of what a particular player or a particular character does in a game. So we're going to be putting in journals. We want to put in. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this actually will be something that I think Michael um, will be excited about. So our ultimate goal is to have Realmworks on the web as a web app. So right now, Realmworks is specifically for um, Windows uh, on a PC. So um, sorry, Mac users. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, we know that um, a lot of people do like to be able to have, um, have access to their, their campaign building through a web application, um, whether it's accessing it from a tablet or even um, just looking at some story information, maybe from your phone. Um, so we are going to be moving um, Realmworks to the, to the web as well, um, which obviously can be used um, on any operating system, which is kind of nice. So that is our ultimate, ultimate goal for Go for Realmworks and the web-based player view is a huge step in that direction. So that will be a major huzzah moment for us when that comes out. So those are those are just a few of the items on the horizon, but we have a list on our webpage and I encourage you guys to take a look if you're thinking about picking up Realmworks. So as long as my neighbor doesn't change her Wi-Fi password, I'm good to go here soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, so you, you have highlighted some of the things that are coming. I don't want to necessarily beat that horse to death, but if it cost no money and it was super easy to do, what is the one thing that you would change about Realmworks today? Oh, my goodness. Cost no money and was completely simple. Yeah, you just put one button and now whatever whatever's not there that you want to be there the most, it would be there. What is that? Um... You know, I think it would probably, for me, have to be journals, just because for me, I, when I'm a player, but also when I think I'm, I'm building up my, my big NPCs, I like to um, put together journal entries, um, not only that they've written in the past to sort of flesh them out and make them more, more real and, and, you know, more believable, but also um, I like thinking about what my character is thinking or what my NPC is thinking in the moment in the story. So being able to fill out a journal entry I think would be really fun and it would be really, really fun to share with players as well because you'd obviously be able to share journal entries with, with players through the player reveal just like you would with any other content. So yeah, I think, I don't know if that's necessarily exciting and people are probably like, really Liz, that's what you would do. But for me, <laughs> for me, that's what I wish I had right now. So looking at that the other way, one of the things that I ask my players to do often is after each game session, send me a brief email with, 
how the game went tonight, and then from your character's perspective, where you see the story going, could you look at that going the other way where players would do that, and then the GM could look at the information the players provided to go, oh, they really keyed in that this NPC means something, so maybe I should make them mean something. All right. So the plan is that players will be able to share journal-like entries with, uh, with the GM eventually. Okay, but no timetable necessarily on that? Probably not going to be in the initial release, um, but it is planned um, as a future feature. I think I had one other question, but I may have lost it there. I, again, I agree with Caleb. I think we've, we've hit almost everything pretty pretty in-depth. It may not have been the order we were talking about, but we did hit it. I do. I did uh, not mention one thing that I think is really exciting for people. So if you don't mind, I'm going to... Uh, oh, of course. No, the floor is yours. Okay, so um, one one thing that I think is really exciting, and for me this is... Um, I've mentioned that I'm a visual person. Um, so when my players are exploring a place, so whether that be a continent or um, a town or um, even a, a just a particular building or a dungeon or something like that. There's a map, probably, that you would have of your location um, if you have a map, and you want to share that map with players, but you only want to share the part that they've actually explored and not the whole entire map. So we, we have something, uh, we have a something called Fog of World, and Fog of World can be used to reveal pieces of information like I've talked about before, but it can also be used to reveal images, um, including maps. And um, so you can upload a map. So let's say I upload a map of a dungeon, and uh, my players are walking into the, the front of the dungeon. Um, so I'm going to show them the dungeon map, but it's only going to be the part that they've seen. So it's only going to be um, not, not just you know the revealed section of the dungeon and then a whole bunch of black all around it. No, Realmworks is smarter than that and will crop out the rest of the image and only show the players the part of the image that you've revealed to them. So it will limit the metagaming of let's go explore the big area, big black area up to the top right um, and, and allow you to, to really just focus in on what the, what the players are experiencing and seeing right then and there. So um, it's hard to describe it over a podcast. Um, we have some pictures on our website, um, and it, it's also in the videos that we have on our website. So go take a look if that sounds interesting to you. But for me, I love it. Um, I want my GM to use it because I'm that annoying person that says, let's go explore the big dark area up in the top right sometimes. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm human. Um, so we uh, took that uh, that knowledge that some some uh, players can be metagamers and tried to eliminate that as much as possible. You can also use that concept, though, for images that aren't maps. So my um, husband was talking about using it actually for, for a, a letter, uh, translating a letter. So um, you have an image of a letter, and you can actually um, conceal the, the words. Um, and instead of just doing, you know, a knowledge check of are they able to translate this language, you can do a knowledge check, and then depending on what they get, reveal some or part of um, the letter, and, and now you actually have something happening as you're rolling dice, something that people can visualize along with those mechanical checks. 
So it, it kind of uh, brings, um, it could bring um, mechanics in, in, into your story in sort of a, a new and exciting way. So speaking of visual, um, how long has RealmWorks been available like in its current state? How long has it been out on the market? So it's been out actually for almost one month. Um, it was released at the end of March on the 26th, I think. So have there been any, uh, to your knowledge, any like YouTube videos where someone has ran a game, much like you said, like with a big TV where they filmed it? Is there any way to see like an in-action game? You know, I, I'm not sure if there's been any um, videos of people running a game. I know that there's some videos out there of people just showing off some of the features of Realmworks, but that is a great idea. I think I'm going to go post on Facebook asking people to consider taping a session. Taping, wow, that is old now. <laughs> <laughs> of um, recording a session. That would be great to see. And then the last thing, because we, we've kind of touched on it, but I want to make sure that we do hit home the pricing structure. Mm -hmm. That that to, to buy the GM version that's currently available, it's $49.99, I believe, 95 It's $49.99. Uh, and then, $49 and then that, get, that comes with a six-month of cloud service, yep. which you indicate on the website wouldn't actually start until the player view as it comes available. So you kind of get technically like seven months because it's going to be a month before that comes out. Yep. So at, at that point, the GM's done other than what would be the monthly service for the cloud if you wanted to continue that? Yeah. So when your six months of free cloud service is done, you have three options. One, you could choose not to get cloud service. You can actually use Realmworks without cloud service. Um, so if that's just not something you think you'll use, don't worry about it. Just don't buy it. If you want cloud service, you can choose to do six months of cloud service for $24.99, or you can get one year of cloud service for, Liz, you can do this. I'm blanking. I should know this. $39.99. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and that's for a year. So obviously you get a better bang for your buck by going for a year, but, you know, we recognize some jams will switch off of who's actually running games. Some people just don't get a chance to GM often, as sad as that is. So maybe it makes more sense for you to do six months instead. And I know for, you know, because I've, I've, you know, I've done some research on some of the other uh, interviews you've done and just some of the comments, and I know $50 essentially is for some people a high price point to get into the game, or into this system. And, and, and what I would say in general, because I haven't got to play with it yet, but just in general, I think about how much money I make an hour and how many hours I spend prepping. And if I can find a, an equilibrium where I'm cutting time off of my prep to the point that it equals what I would be making, then it becomes a value. Exactly. And, uh, and at least the way Caleb's explained it to me, because we talked before you jumped on and he's, you know, his enthusiasm with you was, is equal to what it was with me. Um, I think that's probably something that would be a value for me. Right. right. That's, that's a great w way of looking at it. And I think, um, something also, also to keep in mind is if there's ever a time where we don't have this bundle of, um, cloud service with, um, Realmworks and you're deciding, uh, I don't know about this whole cloud service thing. You can always just get Realmworks and then add cloud service later if you think it's going to be valuable. So, you know, and it, I think that also holds true for now. Um, if you, since you get it for free right now um, as an add-on, you could always get to the end of your six months and go, you know what, 
let me just try out this whole thing without cloud service, see if it fits my needs, and then go from there. It sounds hokey, but we really want to make sure that our product is fitting in the needs of our um, of our users, and that's why we try to give many options, um, and we try to uh, give um, you know great customer service and, and involve um, our users in our forums and answer their questions whenever we can. So for whatever reason, Realmworks isn't meeting your needs, um, let us know. Uh, share, you know, engage us on our forums, engage us on our social media, and let us know why it isn't meeting your needs and what we could do to, to, to make it work for you. We might not implement it, but we'll listen and, and we'll try to figure out what we, um, you know, if we can do something for you. And then the last thing I want to jump in and then I'll give it back to Caleb, because I know, again, we touched on it, but I want to make sure it's clear that uh, Realmworks is integrated to work with Hero Lab. Yes. So any characters that you create in Hero Lab can easily be moved over in the same sort of format. Yep. So whether it be PCs or NPCs. Yeah, we have um, really nice integration with Hero Lab. So um, if you use Hero Lab for, for any particular system, you'll be able to update, upload your portfolios and just with a few clicks see um, a full Hero Lab portfolio within Realmworks. Uh, it's really nice. Fantastic. So, all right, Caleb, do you have anything to go before we wrap this up? No, I think we really hit all the important questions um, about the system and about the software. I do want to have our uh, D&D Academy closer question. Uh, <laughs> Michael, do you want to do anything else before we close it out? No, I'm fine. Unless, Liz, is there anything we didn't ask you about that you hoped we would or any anything that you really want to get out that we just forgot to ask about? Before you do your closer, I'm going to say one thing because I know you guys have um, a lot of a lot of your audience might be new GMs or or people that um, maybe want to give this whole GMing thing a try. Honest to goodness, Realmworks is a great tool for people to brainstorm and just get their ideas out there. I think that GMing can be overwhelming. Um, especially if you're a first timer, um, because you have you might have all these ideas and you just don't know how to get them out. And I think Realmworks is a great tool to help you organize your thoughts and develop your story. And and once you have um, your story starting to form, things just sort of start to fall into place. So hopefully, Realmworks will be a great tool for for um, new GMs or uh, or people that want to get behind the GM screen for the first time. And that is an excellent segue into the D&D Academy closer question here for our guests and people we interview. Liz, if you could uh, teach or explain one thing to a brand new gamer, whether they're running or playing a game, what would it be? I would say the best thing you could do is just go for it and do not be concerned about being the best player or the best GM. You're going to you're going to have stumbles. You're going to, you know, look back and go, "Oh, man, I could have done something differently and maybe that would have been quote unquote better." But um really just go to have fun. It's a role-playing game because it's a game. It's not supposed to be this perfect experience for everyone. At the end of the day, what matters is, did you have fun? Did the other players have fun? 
If that's true, then you are success. Well, that matches very well with our motto, which is if you're having fun, you're doing it right. Exactly. All right, Liz. Well, I really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, you've been a great uh, interviewee, taking some of our questions and ran with them, and it was great. Um, couldn't be more pleased. I have not got my hands on Roamworks. I can't say that I have, but everything that I've seen and heard, I think I probably will when it becomes available to uh, this poor little Mac user. Perfect. Well, it was fun to fun to be on the show, so thanks for having me. at our website, dndacademy.com. You can check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>